Hi everybody, this is the audio version of the online broadcast for Dorchester Community Church on Sunday the 14th of June, thinking about the question, is he the way? The purpose of this audio is to bring to life some of the things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to understand or appreciate fully, that when they're watched uh, on the uh, on the online version, obviously there are pictures or there's a story being told. So we'll do our best to bring that um, uh, to life uh, for you. But without further ado, I'm going to uh, press play now. And this is the scene set in Painbury, where I'm just walking up uh, to the church, just outside Melrose Court. Welcome to Dorchester Community Church. I'm Roger, pastor here. Glad you could join us for our online broadcast. You know, there's probably something that you and I have got in common, regardless of whether or not we've actually met. We may well have even touched the same kind of item today, you know. And I could give you a clue saying, well, we've probably walked through one and maybe even gone through and, and locked one up. And some of us, I dare say, would have then had to have gone back to check that we'd locked up. Yeah, I'm referring to a door. A simple item, but something that we take for granted could never do without. You know, Jesus used to use many different everyday items to try and communicate some deeper spiritual truths. A couple of weeks ago, we were thinking about when he was speaking just about bread. And then last week, when he was speaking about light. Well, this week, we're thinking about another of, of those claims that he made, where he said, I am the door, or the gate, as some translations uh, would refer to it as, through which his sheep would experience this amazing, uh, abundant life. Life in all its fullness. Well, Christianity and abundant life may well be two things that you might not immediately put together. And I get that. It's not always the case, is it? But you know, one of the things that Christianity is not, it's not a long list of rules or rituals at all. Far from it. But rather it's about experiencing and responding to the person of Jesus. This is another part of the series where we're thinking about Jesus in his own words. And today particularly, where he said, I am the door. What does that mean? Well, glad that you can join us to come and find out just that. By the looks of things, the door is open. Come and join us. Well, last week, Sarah challenged the children, particularly, to see if they could paint something in the dark and also something in the light, and then to see if they could notice the difference. Well, what a difference. Rupert and Francis have done just that. Can you see the contrast? If you look at the pictures that Rupert and Francis have done, you'll see the difference between what they've done in the dark and what then they've done in the light. An amazing difference. Conclusion, we need the light, don't we? And we were thinking about Jesus being the light of the world. Well, this week, all sorts of things have been happening in the news. It's been what's called Carers Week. So if you're one of those people, particularly if you care for somebody in an unpaid capacity, this is us saying a huge thank you for everything that you do indeed do. Sometimes it's tough if you feel maybe unnoticed or unappreciated. But you know what? One of the things the Bible says is that God sees that which is done 
in secret, be encouraged that he sees and notices and values what you do. Coronavirus issues, of course, continue to roll on, don't they? People don't necessarily all seem to be living as cautiously as they were at the beginning of lockdown. That's obviously a concern. More than 40,000 people in the UK, we know, have sadly, tragically lost their lives as a result of COVID, including actually somebody that our own church has been uh, praying for. We've also heard about the U-turn in governments thinking about children going back to school. And some of those children now are sadly not going to be able to go back to school until September. Whether or not you think that's a good thing or a bad thing may well depend on whether or not you're a parent or a child, of course. Many parents are struggling with this whole issue of homeschooling. And if you want some pointers as to how to get some help for homeschooling, well... That could be just one command away. But dominating the news, now it's not the fact that uh, Premier League is restarting or anything else like that, but rather it's been the events and issues surrounding the tragic death of George Floyd, following a police officer kneeling on his neck for more than eight minutes. You will have your own thoughts about that. I'm sure. But at the very least, we felt appropriate to take some time out to consider all the wider ramifications and implications of that. So we'll be pausing to do that a little bit later on. But first, a little bit of culture for you. This is Manu playing Rachmaninoff Piano Concerto. Movement two with some accompaniment. Although you can't actually see what's on the screen, this is called the Screaming Sheep. (laughs) Obviously, there's a link for sheep coming a little bit later. Well, I did say that we were going to be asking, where do sheep come in? And now you know. But did you guess it? Or did you like that? Or did it actually frighten you and make you jump? I dare say it may well have done. And you thought you couldn't sing. Well, here is your opportunity to do just that. Our first song is called Alpha and Omega. So we're going to worship God together. To sing about the one who is the first and the last and indeed he's everything in between.
that's Ali Whiting on lead vocals there. Ali and Trevor Whiting, musicians, and it was Fraser, their son, who did the editing. Okay, now it's time for our celebrations. Because as a church, one of the things that we're about is celebrating and sharing the love of God. Now, I need to think about how we can actually get uh, these chocolates to people as well. We've got some birthdays coming up this week. So I think, guys, if you can actually pick these up uh, from outside the church, uh, you know, during the week, that would be great. Firstly, it's Sam Chance birthday as well. So I'm going to write uh, Sam's name down there. Uh, secondly, Sam, happy birthday to you, by the way, on Thursday. This is one for you. It's secondly, it's Mark's birthday. Mark Atkins, happy birthday to you also on Thursday. And if you don't know who Mark is, Mark is the guy who couldn't keep a straight face. See if you remember this. This is where Mark was trying to do an important piece on work a few weeks ago, and that was the video. In one sense, it's going to end up on the outtakes. Can I write Mark's name down as well? And then thirdly, on Saturday, it's the birthday of Kay Cox as well. So we've got three people's names, three chocolates, and I'll just write at the top, please collect. And obviously what I've got to hope guys is that during the week that these don't get pinched from outside the church i'll put those down there now for safe keeping okay okay a few more uh, celebrations as well well this is the first person to have sent in a picture of their tomatoes lisa well done and let us know when you actually pick your first one uh, won't you and all about people with a vegetable uh, patch. Well, I couldn't believe this. This was uh, a sight which really made me smile. This is my own son, Stephen, watering his newly planted vegetables. And in terms of how to use your time, this is Claire and Lily May and something that they put on TikTok. <laughs> in at the same place as these girls each week when of course we're able to do that for what's called the rock it's a modern jive but you can't do that at the moment with social distancing so this is their take with a little bit of creativity and two broom handles <laughs> Difficult to appreciate this because this is a very much a visual thing, but imagine Fantastic. two people dancing with broom handles. Community kids. Really want to say thank you to Claire. She's got something for us to think about this week in lieu of the thing that we've been thinking about. So, Claire, over to you. Hi, I'm Claire, and I'm one of the leaders at Community Kids at Dorchester Community Church. Last week, we learned all about Jesus saying, I am the light. 
And this week, we're talking about a little bit in the Bible that's where Jesus says, I am the door. Now, it strikes me, that's a bit of a funny thing to say, really. So we're going to go on a bit of a door hunt to try and understand a bit more about what Jesus meant. Come on with me. Okay, so we're outside my house. Um, this is my front door. Um, I'm really chilly. It's quite chilly outside today. So I'm going to go and see if we can get in the front door. Ring the doorbell. Oh. Someone's at the door. That's her daughter, Molly, who's trying to unlock the door. Oh. Hi, Molly. Hi, good to see you. Can we come in? Is that all right? It's quite chilly outside. Thank you. Oh, that's better. Oh, it's, it was cold outside. It was lovely and warm inside. Oh, very nice. I expect Daddy's put the heating on, hasn't he? Right, OK. We're on a door hunt, Molly. Mm-hmm. Any good doors you know of in our house? Uh, maybe in here. <gasps> What's in here? Hello. I've just played some chess with my friend. What, in the cupboard? Yeah. That is random. What is that, Jack? What's in the cupboard? My skateboard. Skateboards. We love oh, a skateboard in our house. So this is a good This is a good door because it leads to good fun toys. Okay. What other doors do we need to go and find, Jack? What other doors are good in our house? We need to find Bedroom doors? Let's go and find Molly's bedroom door. So this is Jack scurrying upstairs to knock on his sister's door. There's Molly's door. Shall we give it a knock? Molly! Come in! Oh, sorry, I was just reading my book on my nice comfy bed. Oh, lovely. Let's have a look. It's in Molly's bedroom. Door leading to Molly's bedroom. Oh, very nice, Molly. What's good about your bedroom? Um, we got a nice comfy bed and we got loads of toys to play with. Very nice. So, a door leading to Molly's wise. comfy bedroom. Right, okay. Which, which other doors are good in our house? Um, I know. Probably... I know. Yeah. Kids' favourite door got food in it second favorite second favorite favorite one's a fridge but you can't look in the fridge because um, it's too messy haven't been shopping and yeah like Molly says it's a bit messy but we can look in the freezer jack freezer door oh hang on a minute what are you up to i'm doing nothing you're definitely not eating an ice lolly outrageous so he's crazy the freezer's a good a good door the freezer door's a good door because there's ice creams in there Hello. Very good. And the last door on the door hunt, we're going to go to the Ooh, oven door. That looks Stand back because nice. it's hot. Let's have a look. Should we see what we've got for dinner? Oh, chicken casserole. Smelling old. What does it smell like, guys? It smells delicious. Uh, Yum. So the oven door's a good door. Mm. Right. That was our door hunt. Oh, I know. Last door. Let's go and have a look at the, uh, the back door. Oh, back door, back door, back door, back door. And the back door leads out into the garden so that's a good door because it means the kids can go play on the swing so that's the end of our door hunt so we went on a door hunt around our house and we found quite a few different doors with different stuff on the other side so we opened the doors and we found uh, a nice warm house inside we found jack's cupboard with the skateboards we found ice lollies in the freezer and we found a lovely well warm cozy bed in molly's room when Jesus said, I am the door, I think he was talking about being the way to something really, really good. So we found lots of doors that led to good stuff. And Jesus is just like that, even though he doesn't look like a door. He is the way to really good things. So eternal life or heaven, which is basically a party with skateboards and ice lollies and all things good. And that's what Jesus can lead us to. 
The stuff on the other side of Jesus' door is safe, like our house is safe or our warm, cosy bed is safe. So that's what I think Jesus meant when he said, I am the door. I'm going to have a lick of Jack's lolly and we'll see you again soon. Mm. Thank you. Bye. That was Claire, a little message for community kids. Fantastic. Thanks ever so much, guys. Now, don't forget about the opportunity for you to come up with a station name for David's Model Railway. There's a prize for that as well. You've got up until the end of this month to get your suggestions in. Right, I think that's it for our celebration tin, sadly, but it's not necessarily all that we're uh, celebrating. Our involvement with uh, what's called Food Share continues to be something worth celebrating. Now, I'm just one of a whole host of people who's involved in delivering uh, locally uh, to people who's finding life particularly tough uh, right now. As a church, we're currently supporting about 100 families, which is a fantastic thing to do. Johnny is one of our volunteers, and this is what he had to say about why he's involved in Food Share. Hi, Johnny. Okay, now what are you doing here then, Johnny, today? Oh, I'm, I'm just doing these deliveries for, for food share. Okay, you've got a number of bags there. Where is it you're offering to today? Uh, Poundbury and Dorchester. I think we've heard of those two places. Yeah. Now, how often do you actually do this, Johnny? Um, I believe sort of three times a week at the moment. You're a star. That's fantastic. What made you want to get in uh, in and be involved with food share? I think the church should be meeting needs, and this is a really fundamental need. Fantastic. And what sort of response have you been getting on the doorstep? Um, well, a lot of gratitude, of course. The most pronounced sort of occasions I can remember were actually at the beginning of the lockdown when there was the... Um, uh, the run on supermarkets, the uh, stockpiling, that's it. Um, people just could not believe that we were turning up. And there was one uh, one lady uh, 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 with her kids, and she was, um, well, she looked like she was going to burst into tears. She just said that they were just so desperate at that point. Well, fantastic. Uh, thanks ever so much for what you're doing. It's great to hear stories back, John, as well. You had any comments on your hat yet? Uh, a couple, a lot of, uh, 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 yeah, quite a few, and um, a lot of uh, good ARs, Ian, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll add to it. I think you're really cool on it. Thanks ever so much, Johnny. Take care. <laughs> Take care. Good day. <laughs> good day. So before we actually look at our theme for the day, we need to know exactly what Jesus said. So Caroline is going to read the first ten verses from John Chapter 10, and John's Gospel is in the New Testament. So, thank you, Caroline. The reading is taken from John, chapter 10, beginning to read at verse 1. Let me set this before you as plainly as I can. If a person climbs over or through the fence of a sheep pen instead of going through the gate, you know he's up to no good. A sheep rustler. The shepherd walks right up to the gate. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him, and the sheep recognise his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he gets them all out, he leads them, and they follow because they are familiar with his voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice, but will scatter because they aren't used to the sound of it. Jesus told this simple story, but they had no idea what he was talking about, 
So he tried again. I'll be explicit then. I am the gate for the sheep. All those others are up to no good. Sheep stealers, every one of them. But the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for, will freely go in and out and find pasture. A thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Now, when Jesus actually said those words, truly, truly, or I tell you the truth, or as we heard from Caroline's translation, uh, let me say this as plainly as I can. Jesus is using those phrases, those words, because he's wanting to alert us to something that seems especially important. And that's what's coming in verse 7. You know, it's the only one of the seven I am statements that he makes that as his own introduction. Truly, truly. In other words, seriously, I say to you, I am the door for the sheep. It's a significant claim. And we're going to be asking the question this week, is he the way? Well, I don't know about you, but it's very easy to not really know exactly which direction to go in. Maybe you feel today a little bit lost. Could this Jesus be the way? <laughs> Something tells me they're a little bit camera shy. In the first few verses of John chapter 10, the picture there is of the sheep being taken into the village at night and their shepherds would take all their sheep and they would be uh, stored away in a fold and there would be then a, a hired uh, doorkeeper who would be there on guard to look after the sheep. But the scene seems to uh, shift as the chapter uh, moves on. Maybe to the hillside then where sheep were able to graze and get their pasture. And it would be there on the hillside that the shepherds would build a safer enclosure for them. And there that sense of safe protection that was there for them at night time, the shepherd would literally lie across the doorway. So they were there to be protected at night, but they could then also just go out from the enclosure to feed and to graze. It's in that sense that we see that Jesus is both shepherd We'll be looking at that next week, but also door. But what about that sheep pen? Well, I spoke to Professor Terence of Painbury Theological Seminary. Uh, yes, uh, in Jesus' day, there were two uh, two kinds of, uh, of sheep pens. One uh, in or near uh, the, uh, the, the the local town. It was it was large, and a number of shepherds would uh, would then use that. And the other was out in the uh, the countryside. It was an enclosure consisting of a of a small wall of stone, as, as, you, uh, as you've uh, described. Uh, there was an opening, but uh, no door, um, and um, but there was no actual gate uh, either. And at night, in the the uh, the shepherd would sleep across. Uh, the opening, uh, he was not there to keep uh, to keep the sheep out, but rather to to protect them from from uh, predators. Uh, so when Jesus said that he was uh, the door or, or, or 
or the gate gave invitations to all, all the way to it's clear that people should come to him. Uh, literally, he, he as you came at uh, the gate. Now, he still is the gate, uh, or, 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 in fact, a door, a door or uh, all gates. I mean, they're, they're the same, uh, uh, really, uh, apart from being, uh, being different, of course, or different, or different sizes. Uh, and, or, unless, of course, they were the, the, the same uh, size, in which case they would, they, they would be the same. Thank you for that. There was a man by the name of George Adam Smith, and he had a visit out to the Near East, where he met there a genuine shepherd. And the shepherd took him out to where the sheep would stay at night. The shepherd showed him this very uh, kind of simple enclosure, really, which just consisted of four walls, and there was a, a little gap uh, for where the door would otherwise be. And that's where you go at night, said Smith. That's right, said the shepherd. But there's no door, Smith continued. I am the door, the shepherd insisted. Now, interestingly, that shepherd was not a Christian. And yet he used the exact same wording as Jesus uses here in the passage that we're looking at today. Spiritually speaking, Jesus is the only door. You know, people are okay if you say Jesus is a door to God. They think that's fine. Muhammad is also a door, and Buddha is a door, and nature is a door. All religions lead to God. There are many doors. But you insist, no, actually he is the only door. You do that, and then all of a sudden you get accused of being intolerant or bigoted. I can remember where I used to live, uh, seeing a college bus that said on, on the side of the bus, all roads lead to Totten College. And it was a grand statement about, obviously, the, the esteem with which the college was wanting to present itself. But think about that. All roads lead to Totten College. No, they don't. I mean, you may well not even know where Totten is. Some roads lead to Weymouth. Some lead, roads lead to Bridport or to Yeovil or further afield, wherever it is. All roads don't all lead to the same place. Jesus is the only door. The Bible says these words in Acts chapter 4 verse 12. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven by which people must be saved. By implication, that means that others claiming to be the door are not. John chapter 10 and verse 8 Jesus said there, all who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. He's referring those who have stood before him, those religious leaders. They were called Pharisees, who were not exactly godly shepherds over Israel. They were listening in at the end of the previous chapter, and now they become the focus of Jesus' rebuke. Back in the Old Testament, God said through one prophet called Jeremiah in chapter 23 these words, Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the shepherds who are tending my people, you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not attended to them. Behold, I am about to attend to you for the evil of your deeds. You know, sometimes God's sheep may well be led astray or may slip up in some way. If you feel like that, don't worry, you're in good company. This invitation to return is for you 
today. Just like sheep, we all have occasion where we wander off. Sometimes not through um, any means of our own choosing, but sometimes if we're honest, it is, and we know it. Come back. Why not even come back today? The Bible actually tells us we all like sheep have gone astray. Each and every one of us. That's in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6. So, do you want to know what this means? Okay. As the door, Jesus provides salvation. In the sheep analogy, being saved refers to his protecting the sheep from predators that would then kill him. But Jesus has the idea of spiritual salvation. John chapter 3, verse 17, we read there that God did not send the son, his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. And there's other references in John chapter 5 and John chapter 12 that you can look up at your leisure as well. If we're doing okay, basically, on our own, we may well appreciate advice or even encouragement, but we don't need to be saved. We only need to be saved when we feel that sense of being in a dreadfully precarious situation and are desperate to be rescued. We don't need to be rescued if we're doing fine or if we feel we're doing fine on our own. We only need to be rescued when we're unable on our own to get out of the fatal situation that we're in. In spiritual terms, there's actually no way on earth that we can indeed rescue ourselves or do anything to help out with our own rescue. We require intervention from another source, from outside, from God himself. We need his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. Christianity, you know, is the only religion that has the solution to the curse of sin, if you like. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, we read there that the punishment for sin, the wages for sin, is indeed death. Not just the physical, but also the eternal as well. Now that's what God did when he sent Jesus, who came to seek and save lost sinners. You can read about that in Luke chapter 19 and John chapter 12. On the cross, Jesus there bore the judgment of God on behalf of all those who would believe in him. He pays the price for the wrongs of all who come to him. No one else is able to pay for our sins. Now that's good news. Now I don't know about going through the gate, but that kind of makes me want to jump over the gate. Now thinking about it, now that is something that I'd like to see a sheep actually try. Ha ha, can't really see it happening, can you? Or should I say, ba ba. And there indeed is a video of a sheep jumping literally over a gate. Okay, so it's now time to sing again. But more than that, you know, whenever we, uh, we sing a worship song together, there's an opportunity for us to respond to God's word and reflect something back to him. This song is called Mighty to Save, and indeed he is. So turn to him in faith and in gratitude as we sing together now. Then we are at the door of... One of our members. I wonder if you can guess who. This song, Mighty to Save, was brilliantly pieced together, uh, a video by Charlene. If you get the opportunity to watch it, please do. 
mighty to save. Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a savior. to see you. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank 
James Roger, great to see you. Great to see you too, you're looking well. What have you been up to? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. I've been up to very little, getting very lazy day by day. <laughs> Having said that, you have been a little bit busy because I could see you got some bags there. What's in the bags? Yes, oh, I've been doing loads of knitting for an African charity. Lots and lots of squares, 69 squares, uh, jumpers, hats, um, little baby blankets, all sorts. Really, and keeps I, you out of mischief, which is good. Right, good on yeah. you. And have you got any message for the church at all, Thelma? Yeah, lots of love to everybody. It'd be nice if we can get back together again properly. God bless all those who work on the broadcast every Sunday. A real blessing. Pleasure. I gather you've been encouraging others to watch it as well. Yeah, lots of my family. I keep nagging them to watch it. And I've had nothing but positive responses. That's fantastic so to hear. blessing them. Great. All right, bless you, Thelma. Lovely to chat to you. Thanks. Bye. God bless. Bye. Ah, oh, reminds me. I could really do with a shave. No, that's much better. That's much better. Okay, now are you okay if I mention a couple of other things in closing? That's good. Okay. Well, as the door, Jesus provides safety for the sheep. But none of us wants to be merely safe, do we? We were created to just be safe. We want life. Loving parents want their, to keep their children safe. Yes. But if they kept them inside, let them bed all the time and only allowed up for meals, would that actually in reality be loving? We'd see that being maybe overprotective, maybe even abusive, because there's more to living than just being kept safe. Sheep don't want to stay just in their pen either. In fact, they will die if they were to stay in the safety of the fold. They need that sense of green pastures and still waters. Jesus wants us to know life in all its fullness. I came that they might be saved and go out and come and find and pasture, protection and provision, spiritual safety and soul satisfaction. That life in all its fullness does not mean an easy life. Jesus isn't promising a bed of roses where life is problem free or where you get instant deliverance from your trials. Rather, he's promising to meet all of your spiritual needs if we will enter through him as the door. And if you think about it, even a bed of roses, I mean, wouldn't that be somewhat painful? Ouch! We should be a people expecting and striving for life in all its fullness. James Montgomery Boyce writes these words, if Jesus had compared himself to a wall we should have to climb over, it might be hard work. If he had compared himself to a long, dark passageway, we should have to feel our way along it, and some might be too afraid to try. But he's not a wall or a passageway. He is a door, and a door can be entered easily and instantly. What about you? You know, for someone watching it, Watching this, that someone may well indeed be you. Think about your own response. Or if you've got a question, or you feel there's some kind of barrier, then you can contact, uh, contact me direct 
via the homepage on our website. There's been a place that's been set up specifically where you can do that. I would love to hear from you. First, we're going to pause to pray together. And as we do so, Mark and Jane are going to lead us. Let us pray. Father God, thank you that you created us to be in a relationship with you. And thank you that you go with us each and every day. And Lord, we would just ask that we would be able to listen to your voice and know you. Lord, thank you that uh, uh, you're with us even though we might have troubles and difficulties. That we can know your peace in, in all those situations. And Lord, we pray that we would open our hearts to follow you and to listen to you. Lord, thank you that you want the best for us and that you love us. I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we pray now for the government and those in authority. I ask you, Lord, to bring them to their knees, to prick their conscience today, that they might use their power on behalf of the powerless to reconcile, heal and make peace. Help me today to live to the full, being true to you in every way. Jesus, help me to give myself away to others, being kind to everyone I meet. Spirit, help me to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do and say. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mark and Jane. This wasn't just a tragedy, but a crime, stated civil rights leader Dr. Reverend Al Sharpton at the funeral that took place at the Fountain of Praise Church, Houston, on Tuesday. It was a long, emotional, charismatic and very passionate service. With four preachers involved delivering addresses, it was great to see God's word honoured and the whole world watching. Dr. Douglas West Dr. Ralph Douglas West said, God didn't cause it, but he can use it. That's so often the case with our own suffering. And we must trust his own involvement through this tragedy too. Bad things don't happen because God made that happen. But when stuff happens, then God is able to be involved in bringing about something as a result. There's been a very strong reaction here as well as in America. We don't need to cite examples here. Suffice to say that these issues clearly do run very deep. At the funeral service, Reverend Bill Lawson pondered the question, is this a moment of anger and rage and then back to business as normal? It's a poignant question. You see, we can be impacted challenged, even deeply affected by something, and then all too quickly return to our own world as, as we were before, to our own lives and our own routine, as if problems out there are nothing to do with me, nothing to do with ourselves. If we are not a part of the solution, then maybe we are a part of the problem. What can I do differently? What are my prejudices do I need to think differently? We would ask that you consider taking time out today to reflect on these issues and whatever else has been brought to mind recently through the events of the tragic death of George Floyd. There's an opportunity to do that now that Ali 
is going to introduce for us. Hi there, everybody. My name is Ali Whiting, and I'm one of the worship team at DCC. And my husband, Trevor, is a jazz musician. We have a, a little routine that we've performed previously, which is a blending together of two spirituals. And we felt it might be a good time to share those with you as a means, hopefully, of reflecting on some of the issues that we've seen in the news recently around justice in our world um, and valuing everybody equally. So hopefully you will enjoy this time of peace and quiet and use it as an opportunity to reflect and if you wish to pray about those issues. Thanks everyone. Miss you all. Hope to see you sometime soon again. God bless. felt it was right to pause in silence at that point before moving on remembering George Floyd Jesus says if anyone enters 
through me. The invitation that he offers is for anyone, or indeed everyone, but you must enter through Jesus alone. Any other way is illegitimate. How do we enter? Well, that's the theme of the entire Gospel of John. He wrote his book about the things that Jesus did and said, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. He said that in John chapter 20, verse 31. Or right at the beginning of his gospel, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Or maybe the most well-known verse of all in chapter 3, verse 16. That God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. So how do people go to heaven? Well, in answering this very important question, Jesus spoke figuratively about one of these, a sheep pen. So a sheep pen is made up of these stone walls that come together and form a narrow opening. So before evening sets in, the shepherd gets his flock into the protection of a sheep pen, and then he himself serves as the gate to a sheep by sitting or laying in this narrow opening so that nothing can get in and nothing can get out without going through the shepherd. You know, many people believe what R.C. Sproul calls justification by death. They believe that all you have to do to be made right with God is just simply to die. Someone dies, and what do people say? Rest in peace. As if it doesn't really matter what they believed or the way they lived, they're expected to have peace in the afterlife. Ian D. Campbell puts it this way. If you're looking for a salvation, but it doesn't have Jesus as the first point of contact, you're at the wrong door. Well, it's time for me to go now, actually through that door. You know, people have knocked on many different doors, or tried many different doors, including the doors of religion, being a good person, living in a right kind of way. But Jesus says against that backdrop, you know what? I am the door. Like I said, time for me to say goodbye. Thanks ever so much for joining me. Hope that God has blessed you, spoken to you, and that you felt encouraged. I didn't take that long to grow back at all. Giles. Just so as you know, that was me putting the chocolates for Sam, Mark and Kay outside. And the video then shows there's a chocolate thief that suddenly comes and takes one. I wonder whose hand it was. Well, thank you for joining uh, in this particular broadcast and listening to the audio. If you'd like to know more about the Christian faith or more about the church, 
then please do get in contact by calling 01305 267171. We're fascinated to hear your comments or your questions and we do hope that you're able to pass this on to any friend or neighbour that you feel may well benefit or may well be stirred or encouraged to listen to these great news as we think about Jesus in his own words but particularly in response to that question is he the way I think we've discovered yes indeed he most definitely is God bless you